This is the Investor Mindset Podcast, and I'm Stephen Pesavento. And for as long as I can remember, I've been obsessed with understanding how we can think better, how we can be better, and how we can do better. And each episode, we explore lessons on motivation and mindset from the most successful real estate investors and entrepreneurs in the nation. Investor Mindset Community, welcome back to another show. Some incredible stuff has been going on over here at Mindset HQ, and we are working on telling you more about it soon to come. Make sure you join the Insider Club at theinvestormindset.com to find out more about what's coming up and what's coming down the pipe. We are really excited to share this stuff soon. Uh, thank you for everyone who has left a review on iTunes. This has been dramatic. It's put us back on the front page of iTunes once again. Um, one of those great reviews is from Blake Stevens. It's been a great podcast. I've really liked the episodes getting into the mindset and some of the success principles. Steven is a great guy and very well networked and is bringing great content and great value. Well, Blake, thank you so much for the great words and for being a supporter of the podcast. Uh, we really appreciate it. And it's part of uh, the reason that we've been able to reach so many people. So make sure you drop a review, hit that subscribe button and uh, share it with a friend because we want to reach as many folks as we can with this great investor mindset. Let's get to the show. All right. Welcome back to the Investor Mindset Podcast. I am truly excited. As always, I have Trevor McGregor in the studio here today. How are you doing, Trevor? Uh, I'm doing awesome, Steve. How are you? I am doing fantastic. Trevor is based out of Vancouver, British Columbia with his beautiful family and is a high-performance master coach with over 20,000 hours of coaching experience under his belt, including with the Tony Robbins Group, which you guys all know I love. Uh, he has worked with clients all around the world, coaching Fortune 500 executives, high-level real estate investors, entrepreneurs, world-class athletes, and business professionals, all who come to him for one reason, life-changing transformation. Trevor is also an active real estate investor holding assets in his portfolio that range from single-family homes, multifamily apartment buildings, self-storage, and also co-owns a luxury resort in Costa Rica. He's super passionate about coaching real estate investors, to do amazing things. And uh, his clients have purchased over $1 billion worth of multifamily investment properties. Pretty amazing. Thanks so much for being on the show, Trevor. You ready to jump in? I'm ready to dive in and thanks for having me on. All right. So obviously you've hit a ton of success coaching with the Tony Robbins organization, now out coaching on your own, building this huge portfolio. You're living the life. But why don't we take a look back earlier on in your life, uh, what events or influences from your childhood shaped who you are today? Well, that's a great question, Stephen. And I guess it goes back to the fact that I come from a long lineage of entrepreneurs. I mean, my grandmother owned a general store in a small town in Canada. So I grew up, you know, serving customers and helping stock the shelves and fill the pop cooler and all those things. My grandfather owned a farm. He was the mayor of the town. I mean, I had aunts and uncles that owned little motels in the strangest little cities. And, you know, people would come in and pay them cash to stay overnight. And I was fascinated by all of my relatives and how they had all these little cash businesses going. And I said, one day, I want to be an entrepreneur like them. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. And so right off the bat, you graduated high school, you're right into entrepreneurship, or what was your journey? Yeah, I had a typical upbringing in Canada and uh, obviously went to university and studied business. And okay. I was working part-time that soon became full-time for an amazing private company that literally did real estate. They ran a ton of restaurants in three major provinces in Canada, 
five major cities, and they also did retail. And I started working in their head office for them doing things in the marketing department, in finance, in HR, and then ultimately got into the operations of the business. And literally, it was there that you know I grew, grew through the ranks and eventually became the executive director of operations for a $42 million a year business. Wow. Wow. So you grew up around entrepreneurs. Had you thought about going and doing anything else? I mean, it sounds like you went and worked for a company. Why, why'd you end up doing that if, if from the beginning you knew, hey, I want to go out and do this on my own? Well, that's a great question. And I think at the time, you know, I had some student loans and, you know, had a car loan. I bought myself a nice little car as a graduation gift. And I think like any young person, you figure, okay, well, I'm going to go work for this company for a year or two or three and ultimately end up getting a pretty nice paycheck. You get the, you know, the bonuses, you get the company expense card and you get a, a company vehicle and tickets to the NHL games. Pretty tough to leave that gig. So I think I just stayed and stayed and stayed there until I started to cut my entrepreneurial teeth in real estate. Yeah, so you were getting extremely comfortable, but what made you uh, feel comfortable with the idea of leaving that behind and jumping in to another direction? Well, it's a great question, and it literally is part of my story where, you know, after I had worked with this company for just over 10 years, they invited me to participate in the expansion of the restaurant division. And so uh -huh. what I did is I thought, wow, this is my you know, real chance to succeed. I was 29 years old, had wow. a young family, a wife and two kids. And I literally scraped a bunch of money out of my 401k, borrowed a bunch of money from family and friends. And Steve and I even convinced my own parents to take out a six-figure second mortgage on the family home because they believed in me. They believed that you know, this opportunity was great. And so I invested all that money. And for the first year and a half, the first two years, it went really well. And then in 2001, when 9-11 happened mm. and there was all that uncertainty in the economy and everything, we were expanding way too fast and we couldn't hold on. And we ended up having to shutter a bunch of the expansion that we did. And I ended up losing almost 95% of that money I put in. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What, what was going through your head at that moment? Oh my God, it was sheer terror. First of all, you know, it certainly wasn't the, uh, the destiny that I thought I was going to have being a broke 32-year-old. And not only did I, you know, wonder how I was ever going to pay off those loans, I wasn't even sure how I was going to pay my own parents back to, you know, take care of the second mortgage on the family home. So what does anybody do when they're down and out? Well, they seek guidance. And luckily yeah. for me, I found a coach and a mentor who took me under his wing and, you know, we were talking and I said, God, I just don't know what I'm going to do. And he said, well, you know, you're still young, Trevor. What if you got up, dusted yourself off and found another way to make some money? And I said, I'd love to do that, but I just don't know how. And he said, well, have you ever thought of investing in real estate? And I said, real estate? I don't know anything about real estate. I mean, I bought a condo with a friend in college, but man, that was way back in my 20s. And I had never bought any piece of real estate other than our, our principal residence since then. And he said, yeah, you can use other people's money to buy real mm -hmm. estate, you know, add value to it, refinance it and rinse and repeat. And so, Stephen, that's exactly what I did. And that was the journey into entrepreneurship. So you, you found out about that little secret that you don't learn about in grade school, that you can actually add value to other people's lives by, by using their money to go out and do, do work in the world. Um, but where did, this, where did this coach and mentor come from? Because I imagine at that time, you're down and out. You've lost hundreds of thousands of dollars, some of it's family money. And why did you... One, where did you find them? But two, why did you believe you could actually do it? 
Well, that's a great question. And honestly, I didn't believe I could do it. And it was my wife that found this, you know, ad in this little paper about a meetup group. And mm-hmm. she said, you know what, we can't sit here and, you know, cry in our spilt milk. We got to go out there and figure it out. And so I agreed reluctantly to go to this one little tiny meetup. And I think we've all gone to these real estate meetups. And I think the 80-20 rule applies to those where 80% of them are tire kickers and they're wannabes. But maybe 20% of them are real, real, you know, dedicated investors. And I don't know if it was the good fortune of the universe or what, but I found this one guy here in Vancouver who literally was like an absolute guru, all things real estate. In fact, he was the president of the Canadian Association. And he took me under his wing and he said, I'm going to give you my roadmap, my recipe and my blueprint. And if you follow exactly what I tell you to do, you know, you're going to start, you know, moving back in the direction you want to go. And that's exactly what I did. Yeah, isn't it incredible what you can do when you just have a little bit of guidance? And uh, I'll tell you, I had a lot of limiting beliefs about coaches for a really long time because I thought, well, you know, these folks are just out here to make money or, you know, uh, they have their own uh, reasons for doing it. And I didn't really see that the reasons might be actually the contribution fact. How did you end up getting over that uh, so that you could go and listen to this person's advice and believe in yourself to go and, and kind of rebuild yourself? Well, I really went inward. I really thought, okay, well, I'm 32 years old. I'm probably going to either, you know, go work for somebody and try to pay these loans off through making wages, which would have took me till I'm 70, or I need to really, you know, get into that entrepreneurial spirit that's inside all of us. In fact, Stephen, if you go back even a couple hundred years, people didn't work in factories. People didn't work for corporations. They were farmers, butchers, bakers. They put shoes on horses and were blacksmiths. So, I really got reacquainted with the fact that, you know what, I don't have to go work for somebody to make this money. I can go and literally learn what other people are doing and then kind of rinse and repeat that. And that's exactly what I did. That's amazing. That's definitely the same path that I followed. But let's take another look back. So tell me a little bit about what your primary focus is uh, in your career day to day. I know that you're an investor and you're a coach. So where do you spend a good portion of your time and, and what are you doing? Well, that's a great question. And I'll back up just a little bit because as I started to get in and buy my first property, you know, I bought one little townhouse and that was mm-hmm. a great experience. So then I bought another one and then I got into duplexes and then I started to buy fourplexes. And it was absolutely amazing because in a relatively short amount of time, not only did I make off enough money to pay back those loans, but I had a beautiful cash flowing portfolio on, on the top of that. And I was coaching little league baseball, you know, with my sons. And I had literally coached with this same coach. He's a baseball coach in little league for years. And I remember going to one of the games one day and I said, I'm sorry, I'm late. I, I had a real estate closing. And he said, his name was Colin. And he said, what do you mean you had a real estate closing? Didn't you just buy another property the previous month? And I went, Yeah. And he said, well, how are you doing this? How are you buying all this property? He goes, in fact, to be honest, my wife and I would love to have an inside look at what you're doing because we want to buy our own. And I said, well, get a case of beer. I'll come over on Saturday and I'll spend four or five hours going through every single thing that I've done. And if you duplicate it, you too can become a property investor. And I'm telling you, Stephen, we did that. I went over there and I absolutely, literally unleashed every single thing that I did step by step And when a relatively short amount of time, less than six weeks, that couple went out and bought their next investment property. So it was absolutely amazing. And I think that's when the coaching bug bit. And that couple has gone on to buy multiple properties and are now millionaires from that case of beer and that Saturday meeting. And that's an absolute statistic. But I really found that coaching was really inside my soul. 
Uh-huh. And I went to seek out other coaches. And that's when I started working with my very own Tony Robbins coach. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So how did that feel to be able to help somebody else kind of get to where they wanted to go? Well, it felt amazing. And I guess, you know, we're all built for growth and contribution. I know you're a big fan mm-hmm. of Tony Robbins. I'm a huge fan of Tony Robbins. In fact, I got to work with the man for over half a decade and see into every single thing that he's about. So I really think at the time I felt that I was here to contribute more. And I started to do that with that couple. And then it snowballed. I started to get other people to pick my brain, ask me, what are the first steps? And then ultimately, next thing you know, I was leading groups. And uh-huh. you know, I was sharing this with my own Tony Robbins coach at the time. And he said, Trevor, you're so passionate about coaching and teaching and mentoring. You've got the business background. You've got the real estate background. He said, Tony's actually hiring business coaches would you ever consider uh-huh. coming in and being a coach for Tony? And I said, oh my God, no, I don't have time for that. I could never do that. And then, yeah. you know, he let it go, but then he'd bring it up again on future calls and then again and again and again. And finally, Steve, it got to the point where he said, brother, you are built for this. You got to send in your resume. And that's exactly what I did. I sent in my resume to Tony. And at the time I sent it in, there were over 500 applicants for the position. Yeah. And I got shortlisted from 500 down to 250. 250 down to 100, 100 down to 50. And it was at that time that you get invited to start reading all the books, listening to Mm -hmm. all the CDs, going to all the Tony Robbins events, which I know you love going to. And in that time, I fell in love with helping people, really understanding Mm -hmm. psychology. Why do people think and behave the way they do? And ultimately, I went to my Tony Robbins practicum in Florida, where you literally start coaching live people in front of Tony's executive team and I crushed it. And when the dust settled, I graduated as the number two score in the class. That's when they offered me a part-time position. So I took that part-time position, fell in love with it. It became full-time. And I went to work for Tony as one of his top master platinum coaches for a full six years. It was amazing. I mean, that had to be an amazing experience to go work for somebody that's such a such an incredible mentor and has such a fantastic organization to be able to train and learn from you know one of the best. Absolutely. Tony's my man. And I'm telling you, it was like getting my black belt in coaching because I'm sure. there's so many clients and so many different walks of life and people from different businesses and different ethnicities and different countries. But what was fascinating about it is they all had the same challenge. They all had limiting beliefs. They mm-hmm. all had challenges with their identity. And they didn't know what start with, with strategy to get things moving in the right direction. So it was really a great way to come in and do that And at the same time, I was still growing my real estate portfolio on the other side. So it was really two opportunities to really scale. And I was really hungry and really passionate with both of them. Yeah, I'm sure when you're in a situation where you get to talk to people from all these different walks of life, you know, 20,000 hours communicating with other people, you've figured out what are the nuts and bolts of how somebody can succeed and how they can really get where they want to go. And it sounds like you're sharing that with people every day. That's what it is. And I have this insatiable appetite, you know, to help people. So it doesn't matter if I'm doing it as a coach. It doesn't matter if it's my own three children, my Mm -hmm. wife, my neighbor, my community. Um, I just literally am cut from that cloth of compassion, you know, where I hate to see people struggle. And they don't have to. Suffering is a choice, as Tony says, because there's relatively somebody somewhere right now that's worse off than you. There's somebody right now, right now that's living on $2.50 a day. And so I help people see that what they consider problems aren't problems. They're really challenges. And whether that's in business, in relationships, in their health, in real estate, 
that there's a new way of thinking and behaving to start connecting the dots that take you from where you are to where you want to be. Absolutely. So if you were going to give somebody advice and somebody wanted to follow in your footsteps down the same path that you went, obviously it's a different time and it's a different place, but what advice would you give to somebody who wanted to go and jump into that same space? Uh, it's a great question. And I think that you've really got to ask yourself, you know, are you doing it for your own significance or are you doing mm-hmm. it to really go out there and come from a place of humanity? That is humanity yeah. and humility, helping your fellow man, your fellow woman, your community, And so I say, just start coaching, just start helping people. That could be at a charity, that could be at a a local food bank, that could be at the Salvation Army, but go give of your time, your energy, your effort. And from Mm -hmm. that, you're going to feel so absolutely transformed by it that then you're going to start to find opportunities where not only are you going to make an impact with people or business, but you're also going to start making an income from it as well. And it's yeah. literally just you know putting yourself out there and doing it pro bono and then starting yeah. to get paid. And then if you want to go get certified, there are phenomenal coaching programs all over the place where you can literally learn not only how to be a coach, but really how to run a coaching business, you know, what you should mm-hmm. charge, how you should market, you know, what kind of niche you should want to go play in. And so there's a ton of information out there and uh, it's available to everybody. Yeah, it it just, it warms my soul when we talk about contribution because it's something that I truly didn't value that much earlier in life. I didn't really realize how important it was. I was so driven by significance, so driven by this, this need, this desire to hit success so that I could be good enough. But what I really realized was that with that kind of drive in that kind of direction, I was doomed for failure. I might be successful in some areas, but I'll never reach fulfillment. And when I was able to see that and switch that, it completely opened up all these possibilities. So for any of the listeners listening, we're on this path, driving forward, trying to be something for somebody else. Take a step back and think about what can you do for somebody? How can you help that other person along the path? Um, Because you're going to end up getting so much more back in return without asking for anything. It's just going to start coming. I got to give you a big shout out for that because you said the F word and that is fulfillment. I mean, there's there's great things in growing and learning. There's great things in contributing. But it's when those two come together where you truly feel like you're living on purpose and Mm -hmm. with purpose and attain that level of fulfillment that I think so many people are out there seeking. It's right there for you through growth and contribution. Would you agree? Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think, I mean, I'm driven directly by growth. That's one of my biggest things. But when you added that contribution piece in, it's almost like rocket fuel where anything that you desire can happen because on one side, you're trying to improve and be better and learn and grow. And on the other side, you're giving back. And so it's this un, it's this unstoppable uh, fuel that really, I think, drives everybody forward. Well, it really is. And I'll stack on top of that, Steve, because if you really think about the natural laws of the universe, the laws that govern this whole planet, there's a universal law that's called expansion or life Mm -hmm. bringing to it more life, you know? So really think about, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are in contraction for fear Mm -hmm. of, you know, what's going on in the economy, what's going on with global warming, what's going on with Donald Trump. And I'm not getting into any of that, but I am saying that if you think about that, I'm telling you that where focus goes, energy flows. You're going to contract instead of, you know, listening to podcasts like yours or going to events like Tony's or reading inspiring books or watching YouTube clips or hiring a coach where you can't but not expand into ultimately a bigger picture of who you are and what you're meant to do while on this earth. How would you speak to that? Would you agree? 
I mean, I couldn't agree more. I, I started my journey by listening and finding all these digital mentors, reading books, listening to audiobooks, listening to podcasts like, you know, Tim Ferriss and so many others and listen to Tony Robbins, you know, Personal Power 2 was one of the first introductions to him that I had. But by being able to put these ideas into my mind, I was able to continue to grow out of the place that I was at, out of the, the depths of the challenges of the life that I had uh, earlier on. Um, but what that did was it allowed me to go out and do the things that are really important to me. So, you know, I ended up jumping in uh, about two and a half, almost three years ago into the real estate space. And I was really afraid of paying for a coach or paying for any kind of mentorship. And fortunately, a partner of mine was really into it. And I ended up trading my way in and, and finding a way for me to kind of jump in and kind of get that feeling. And then uh, along the way, I ended up hiring a Tony Robbins coach, working with one of the master coaches like yourself. And it completely unlocked so many opportunities in my life because I started seeing things differently. But I know for a fact that there's a huge portion of our listeners uh, that have a limiting belief on a coach or, but they want to, but they don't know how to go and find one that's good because frankly, so many people are saying that they're a coach, but I don't know that, that they're necessarily qualified to do much more than mentoring a lot of the time. So what would be the advice that you would give to somebody who wants to go find a coach that can help them kind of get forward farther, faster, um, and know that, you know, they're, they're making the right call. That's a superb question. And I guess, you know, when you think about it, you're really opening up two loops. So let me start with the first one. And that is, you know, can they afford a coach? My reply to mm -hmm. that is, can they afford not to have a coach? Because, yeah. you know, the world is sped up so fast, even, and we've got so many things coming at us. And ultimately, you know what, we go out there and we hire dentists to look after our teeth and an auto mechanic to look after our car, you know, a hairdresser to look after our hair. But ultimately, what's more important in knowing who you are, what you want, why you want it, and what you need to do to go after it? So ultimately, I say that you know there's people that are either interested in going to the next level, or there are people that are committed to going to the next level. And here's the difference. Mm. People mm. that are interested will hire a coach if it's convenient and if they feel they can afford it. Whereas people that are committed, well, they'll do whatever it takes to get that sounding board, that accountability, that, that co-creator. So that's number one. That's when I talk about investing in coaching, that's my number one go-to is we invest our money where we have a priority or what we believe in. Mm -hmm. The second thing is you're right. There's a ton of coaches out there who hang out their shingle and call themselves a life coach. Well, yeah. I'll tell you, all coaches aren't created equal. You know, mm -hmm. So you really got to do your due diligence. You really got to do your homework. You've really got to vet out You know, who is this person, what has their experience been, and my litmus test is always, you know, has this person gone and achieved what it is that you're trying to do, right? Mm -hmm. Because ultimately, you know, there's a saying that success leaves clues. You know, your absolutely. buddy Tony says it, I say it all the time, and it's absolutely true. So that's why you really want to, you know, go out there and vet these coaches, talk to other people who have used these coaches, get some testimonials, and really see not just are you connected in your head with that coach, but also in your heart. Because when you drop out of your head and you get into your heart, your heart and your gut, also known as your intuition, knows a hundred times faster what's going on, even a thousand times faster than what's going on with that three pound mass between your ears called your brain. So get into your heart, get into your gut, and it's, they're both muscles. Use that muscle, exercise them, and make that choice from there. You're, you're uh, preaching to the choir here. I, I absolutely agree. <laughs> but for those people who are saying, okay, Trevor, easy for you to say, 
you're a coach and you're obviously killing it. And you're the kind of person that a lot of people are going to want to work with, whether they can choose and be committed enough to affording it's another question that they have to ask, but how do they actually go about vetting somebody, right? So they talk to somebody, they've had success uh, in the field that they want to go in, but how do you know that somebody can actually coach? Because a lot of people can be good business people, but they might not be good coaches. That's a great thing. And again, it, it all happens on the discovery call. I would never hire a coach without having a, a trial session or two. Yeah. And you know, I think that there are different levels of payment for coaches. I mean, I'll be honest sure. with you, the first coach I hired was 25 bucks an hour. That was a lot yeah. of money to me when I didn't have any money left, right? And then I started to find that I started to outgrow my coaches and I'd start spending 100 bucks an hour, then uh-huh. 500 bucks an hour. And if I told you what I pay my coach right now, you'd probably fall over. But obviously, yeah. I find a benefit that I get with them. And ultimately, I just say, get started. You know, have discovery yeah. calls, go talk to three or four different coaches understand what their business background is, what their family background is. But it's even more than that. I really think that we make decisions based on three things, Steve. The mm-hmm. first one is our beliefs. Yep. The second is our values. And the third is our rules. Yeah. So it's your beliefs, your values, and rules that are most important. And if you find a coach that has a similar you know, script or song sheet that they sing from, you know, that's somebody who I feel that you'll connect with and you'll be able to up-level with. Does that resonate? Hey, it totally resonates. And I think it's going to be powerful for the listeners out there who are asking themselves, well, how do I go and do this? Uh, the fact is you just have to believe. You have to believe that it's going to work and that there's going to be some value. And even if you hire somebody and you don't think that it's it ends up getting you everywhere you want it to go, you have to look at it and think, well, what did I learn from this? What did I take away? So no matter if you drop money on a program or a coach and you don't really resonate with that person, Switch it up, change it up. You don't have to stay with that person forever. It's it's they're a chapter in your life, and you just keep moving on to the next chapter if you need to. That's beautiful, and it's absolutely true. And we've got a saying that sometimes you got to kiss a few frogs to find the prince. Well, actually, it's true in coaching. You know, it's true in yeah. relationships. It's true in you know trying your hand at different businesses or different you know forms of real estate. Some people are meant to do nothing but single family homes. Some people like mobile home parks. Some people like syndication. Some buy historic buildings. I've got clients that do historic buildings and environmental tax credits. So it doesn't matter what you do. You might want to remember that oftentimes it's literally putting yourself in the game where you're going to learn if something's a fit or not a fit. Absolutely. So you obviously worked with one of the greatest coaches, I think, of all time, unarguably. Um, What did you learn while working with him? And uh, what could you share with the audience? Oh my gosh, how much time do we have? I mean... Working with Tony is full on. And, you know, yeah. Tony Robbins changed my life. Tony Robbins, literally, same timing as you, is, you know, started out listening to cassettes and CDs and all of those things. And so I had literally dipped my toe into Tony, but it wasn't until I had really, you know, found myself in need of a coach, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes we find something that we don't think we need and we become what Tony calls a dabbler. Well, yeah. when I, you know, when I hit my, my challenging times, I couldn't afford to dabble. And that's when I knew that a coach, a teacher, a mentor, a facilitator, a trainer, you know, was what I needed. But I guess to answer your question, it really comes back to what Tony preaches, that it's all boils down to the three words that start with the letter S. You know, you've got to really know where you're at with your state. Your state is your state management. You know, it really refers to your physiology, your focus, and your language. How are you showing up in your mind and your body? Number two is your story. Your story is really your identity because you're either operating from being a victim 
or you're operating from being a victor or from victorious. Mm -hmm. And then the third S is really your strategy. Are you doing the right things in the right order at the right time for the right reasons? And so what I learned from Tony is when you really own your state, your story, and then execute on a strategy, there's nothing you can't do as an entrepreneur. Wow. Uh, that that's That's some good stuff. For the audience here, I hope you guys are taking notes. And if you haven't, I really recommend you re-listening to this a couple times. Repetition is definitely the mother of skill. And the more times you hear this stuff, I know I'll be listening again and again. So, um, well, Trevor, this is amazing. Uh, you are clearly the kind of guy who is thinking about peak performance and how you can be the best every day. What are some of your keystone habits, the things that you do on a daily or weekly basis that make you who you are? I love that question as well. And really, you can't be a high-performance coach if you don't do things differently than the average person. So I'll give you an example. I get up at 4.44 every morning, including Saturdays and Sundays. It's just something that I believe in. While everyone else is sleeping, I'm getting up and conditioning my mind and my body for success. So get up in the morning, have a beautiful glass of water with lemon, then directly into meditation. You know, meditate for 20 to 30 minutes then I start to move my body, whether that's going for a walk along the ocean, whether that's lifting some weights, going on my rebounder that's here in my coaching office, doing yeah. some stretches or a full workout. It doesn't matter what you do, but you've got to commit to moving the mind and moving the body first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. From there, I'll either read something or I will watch some motivational YouTube clips mm -hmm. of some of the greats like Tony Robbins, you know, his coach, you know, Jim Rohn, Earl Nightingale, yeah. some of the classic stuff I absolutely love. The Strangest Secret in the World by Earl Nightingale is something I suggest everybody listen to. And then, bro, my morning starts where I literally, you know, define what I want to do that day. What are my high impact, high income activities? Who have I got for coaching clients? What have I got for family events with Lisa, my wife, and our three sons? And ultimately, I rinse and repeat that routine every morning of the week. And that, that daily ritual is what really drives you to be able to be successful because it's something that it sounds like it sounds like you don't miss a day. I think that there are days where I'm on vacation or I've got a golf game to go play in where that morning ritual gets cut short. So even if the meditation is five minutes and moving my body for 10 minutes is all the time I have, I always stick to that routine. But you're absolutely right. I think that you said it before that momentum breeds momentum and success leaves clues. And if I want to be an absolute rock star and perform at my best, not only for myself, but for my wife, my kids, my clients, my tenants, my investors, you know, I've got to do everything in my power to own that. I call it taking extreme ownership. Absolutely. So people don't have to beat themselves up if they have to modify their M's in the morning. They're moving, they're meditation, they're mapping, those kind of things. They don't have to beat themselves up because as long as they're continually doing it with intention, uh, whether they're spending 40 minutes on it or, or 15, as long as they keep that momentum alive, then they're going to be on the right track. Yeah, and Tony talks about it all the time. You know, we suggest you have an hour of power, right? Yep. That's 60 minutes. But if you don't have 60 minutes, don't beat yourself up. Do 30 minutes. We call it 30 minutes to thrive. And if you don't have 30 minutes to thrive, for God's sakes, do 15 minutes to fulfillment. I mean, who isn't willing to get up 15 minutes earlier in the morning and do five minutes of meditation, five minutes of mindset or, or motive moving, and then five minutes of mapping out what you want your day to be? Imagine how powerful that becomes. And it's not just that day, Steve. It's that you do it every day. And now you've got what we call the compound effect or the stacking effect where literally it just absolutely compounds over time. And people don't do that. They think, well, I just don't have the time. 
And if you don't have the time now, you know, are you thinking of going to change that in a year from now or five years from now or 10 years from now? Probably not. And that's why guys like you and I need to remind people that it's never the quantity it's the quality of time that you do that in the morning. Absolutely. I mean, I have my days where I'll, I'll miss it and uh, I notice it. It's dramatic. And if I go more than a few days without doing my, my four M's every day, it, I'm just not as productive. I'm not as clear. I'm, I finish a day where I've been working really hard, but I don't feel like I accomplished anything. So for all you mindsetters out there, definitely take a little hint, success leaves clues and put some of these to work. Um, so we've hit one of my favorite parts of the uh, the show here, the growth rapid fire round, where the questions are quick, but the answers don't need to be. So let's get right into it. What's a book that's impacted your life or one that you're the most excited about right now? Oh my gosh, there have been so many great books, but I have to tell you my all-time favorite comes from the man Napoleon Hill, and that is Think and Grow Rich. I mean, mm. even though it was written in the 20s and 30s, man, it's still got the principles that apply to everybody even today. And man, I've read that book over 50 times, Steve. I have the audio program. I mean, my kids can literally recite passages from it because I play it in the SUV. And so ultimately, I highly recommend that people study what's in there. And if you're you know, really looking for the clue of the book, it's in the title. It says, Think and Grow Rich. It doesn't say do and grow rich. You got to start with what's upstairs first and then go out and apply it. Does that make sense? Makes so much sense. What a great classic. It's definitely a must read. So from a purpose perspective, why do you do what you do? Well, again, I think we've covered it. I'm cut from the cloth of contribution. And I didn't used to be. I used to be, you know, a little bit, maybe kind of carrying a little bit more of an ego, Mm -hmm. wanted to chase the almighty dollar, Mm -hmm. you know, had a little bit more significance in me. And as I went through my 30s and my 40s, I'm 48 years old right now. I soon learned that, you know what, we're not going to be able to take this stuff with us when we go, but what we will be able to do is to do that rocking chair test that Tony talks about. Whether you're 95 years old or by the time, you know, medical technology, you know, comes to bring what it's bringing, we might be 125 years old, but we're not going to think about the money. We're not going to think about the jobs. We're not going to think about anything then, you know, did I live my purpose? Did I help fellow human beings? Did I matter? You know, did I show up and leave a legacy? And ultimately, I know that I've changed lives, and that's not to beat on my chest. That's just to say that if you're not living the dream and not living your passion, when would now be a good time to start working on that? When would now be a good time? Yep. Now would be the right time, exactly. <laughs> that's right. Inspir- from an inspiration perspective, who are some of your mentors? I know one of them. Yep. And how did they influence your career? Absolutely. I've had a ton of different mentors. Obviously, the first real estate coach that you know took me under his wing, his name was Ozzy Jurok. Great, great guy here in Vancouver, Canada, multimillionaire, very successful, very passionate, um, beautiful soul. I've had, obviously, the man himself, Mr. Tony Robbins. Like I said, I think Tony has changed more lives on this planet than anybody on this earth, and I just owe so much you know, to him. In fact, he was here in Vancouver just last year. My wife and I went down. We sat in the front row and you know, had Tony just absolutely continued to drop gem after gem after gem on us. And we even went backstage afterwards and had some pictures taken with Tony and talked to him. So even though I'm not working for the man, uh, he's still in my camp. He's still an absolute rock star. And I got to give a shout out to one more, and that is Mr. Mark Von Muser. Mark Von Muser is an absolute badass in his own right. He is working with a company called Clients on Demand. Um, He literally is one of the bright shining stars on the planet that literally believes that you know, it's about 
really taking our gifts and using our candle to light the candles of other people. So Mark's been my coach and mentor for a number of years now. And I truly owe a lot of my success to him as well. I think it's such a good reminder to the listeners and to everyone that, you know, you worked with Tony Robbins for years. You lived and breathed his content and his, his teachings. And yet you still go back to the events. You still go and be present and be around it. And you probably are still listening to that content because you need to keep filling that brain because otherwise you'll forget. Well, it's not that you forget. It's just that you get to that point in your life where you hear things differently a second Mm -hmm. time, a third time, a 10th time, you know, whether it's Tony Robbins in a great YouTube clip or Tony's Ted talk, you know, or some of the other greats. Um, I think there's this place where we evolve, Steve, and I'm sure that you found this yourself after doing a lot of you know, Tony's programs and his fine work yourself, that you know what, there's a new way of thinking and behaving because you're at a new level of consciousness. And again, it doesn't make us better than people that aren't there, but we hear things differently. We see things differently. We feel things differently. And that allows us to then have what we call perspective differently. It's like taking off a set of sunglasses that had a yellow lens and putting on Mm. a set of sunglasses with a green lens. You know, things are going to look a little bit different. And that's ultimately what I remind people. And you said it before, repetition is the mother of skill. And even today, I'll watch Tony Robbins clips weekly and Mm -hmm. literally I'll ingrain this in my autonomic nervous system at even deeper levels to be able to, you know, give it away. Because Tony says, you know, you can't give away that which you don't have. Absolutely. So finally, what drives you to live your best life every day? What drives me is really two things. You know, number one is what I call passion. You know, I really believe that if you're passionate about what you do and, you know, you get up in the morning, I mean, most people get up in the morning and their feet hit the floor and they say, oh God, it's morning. You know, my feet hit the floor at 444 and I get up and I say, good morning, God. Thank you for another day to go out there and share my passion for coaching, for teaching, for mentoring, for facilitating. And I really do mean that. So if you've got passion and you're able to unleash that passion every day, you know, life becomes pretty cool. On the other side of that is also hunger, you know, to go to another level, because just like you're working so hard with what you're doing, and I commend you for the work that you're doing, it's beautiful, is there's always another level. And if you're Mm -hmm. hungry to climb the ladder of success, you know, it's amazing to see where you can be when you, you know, move to new heights. So, you know, some people do things that are really good in their life, but why just be good when you can be great? That's the level that's higher than that. Or why be great when you can be excellent? You know, but even then there's three more levels above that, Steve, where we go from excellent to what I call, you know, outstanding. And -hmm. outstanding is an even better place to live at. But what if you could go to extraordinary or the top level extraordinary, which is the dust on top of extraordinary. So you've gone from good to great to excellent to outstanding to extraordinary to extraordinary. And imagine what happens in your career, your finances, your relationships, your health, your fulfillment, your spirituality, if you are constantly hungry to keep moving up the ladder. And that's ultimately what I do. It's what my wife does. We are inspired. You know, we give a lot to charity. We tithe. We travel internationally at least four times a year to different places on this beautiful blue planet. And we just absolutely have designed our lives to live in this way. And it's amazing. That is, uh, it's very inspiring to hear you say that. There's been so many incredible nuggets. Thank you so much for being with us. Where can people find out more about you or potentially get in touch? Well, thank you again for having me on. You're an absolute rock star and I appreciate the opportunity. 
And for people to find me, there's two places they can go. Uh, the simplest one is to go to trevormcgregor.com. That's my, my personal website. Or something else you can go to is simply coachwithtrevor.com. Coachwithtrevor.com. There you can read through a little bit about what I do and some of the you know testimonials of other people that I've coached all over the planet. And there's even a place for you to you know enter your name and your details if you're serious about coaching. You know, I'm offering a 45-minute discovery call for anybody that's looking to take their business and their life to the next level. There's no strings attached. It's completely complimentary. And it's one of the ways that I give back. That's awesome. We will include all of that in the show notes. So just click on the podcast episode. You'll be able to find all that information about Trevor and uh, reach out and maybe work with the best. So thanks so much, Trevor. Thank you, Steve. Have an amazing day and keep up the great work. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Investor Mindset Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Head over to theinvestormindset.com to join the Insider Club, where we share tools and strategies from the top investors and entrepreneurs on how to take it to the next level. 